Welcome to Equipus Church, Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live at our city campus. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Thank you, man. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, great to be here again. Can you do? Uh, can you help me out this morning to, uh, tonight? If you can help me out, you know, just um, I really love the that last song that we sung. Huh? Such an amazing song. I I sort of leant over to to Levin and said, "Hey, we need to get that. We need to translate that into into Tongan." But one of the key things that comes out of that song is that this whole this whole sense of there's a presence. We're in this presence. We're in the presence of God. And for us Tongans, there is. We can go a little bit crazy. You know, we can go a little bit crazy because we can, we can be excited for things that are about to happen. And then we get really joy, full of joy over when, when things get really going. And then we, we have this term of which we hit, the, we hit the roof or hit the sky. That's when everything goes out the window. It's when everything goes out the window. It's like that when we go because we have a king. We're, we're actually a kingdom. And we have a king, and there are certain protocols when we go into the king's house, into the king's um, uh, courts. So we all get very, yeah, we're excited. Hey, we're going to go to see the king. We're going to have an audience with our king today. And then we go in there, and then the music starts to play, and we get told how we are supposed to act in this place. We get told we're supposed to act like this. You can't be too loud. You can't be, you just got to do it really, really mildly. And so we get still, we're still pretty excited. Then the singing begins to happen. And we begin to perform and we sing. And we call that, so we come into that place. We become, we, we become mafana. You know, sort of warm. We're warming up. And usually that's where everything stops for, for a lot of people. We just get warmed up and we get really excited. But then we go to another level. And the next level, the level is what we call, we hit the roof, or we call in Tongan, Tawelangi. And when, when we Tawelangi, everything goes out the window. And the king just sits there, and he just laughs. He, and he's enjoying his people. And, and tonight, I really sense that the, the, the king of kings is just really... He's waiting for us to get to that place. Every time we come into praise and worship, every time we come into worship, He's waiting for us to get to the point where, 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 where when even the, the guards or the angels say, no, no, there's a certain protocol coming into the presence of our God. There's a certain protocol. But when we, as His people, come to a place and no, no, we're actually, it's all out. You know, it's all out there. And one of the things that we say, that we do as a people, we, we say, it's a fakaulu. We go, Come on, join me. You know, that's a sound of victory, but it's also at the same time, it's a challenge. It's a sound of victory. So when we are victorious, we go, Jabu! Jabu! But when someone, when we are challenging someone else, we dare into their face, we go, Jabu! We walk into their, we walk into their, whatever it is, they're sitting and we, Jabu! Saying, hey, is there anyone here? So tonight, it's not just victorious. But here I'm going. Is there anyone here to join me in worshiping and praising the one true God? Come on, Lasse. 
take a seat. And some, there's, there's, there's a church in Tonga, there's a church, it's, it's called our Centennial Church. And it's a big old building. And, and, the, and, and the pigeons have come in and they nest in this church. And so they're flying around, they're pooping around all over the place. They've got nests in this place and they're raising their young in this place. And so, it, in a sense, I, I, I remember that I heard someone compose a song that actually said, that actually spoke about how blessed are these pigeons that get to be in your presence day in, day out. They get to be in your presence all, all, all the days of their life. They get to raise their young. And then I read this psalm, Psalm 84. It says, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord, of heaven's armies. I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body, and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrow, even the pigeons, finds a home. And the swallow builds her nest and, rests and, and raises her young at a place near your altar. And, I, and it gives me this picture of this old grand church where there's pigeons, where there's birds that are raising their young near the altar of God. Oh, Lord of heaven, army, oh, Lord of heaven's armies, my king and my God. I just really sense that tonight God is just really wanting to place a desire and a hunger for us in order to, to bring ourselves into this place, into the presence of God. Because it's in this place, in the presence of God, where we are going to get fresh word, where we're going to get fresh courage, where we're going to get fresh vision, where we're going to get just, just a freshness. There's a sense of rebirth within our own lives, a, a sense of going again, a sense of hope. And so, as we were singing that song, that's what came to me is that, come on, we need to, there's a challenge going out to each of Is there anyone here who's wanting to praise God with me? Is there anyone here who's wanting to, to make a way to journey into his presence? Is there, or, or do, are we going to leave it to the pigeons? Are we going to leave it to the seats? If this is the church, if this is the house, if we say this physical building, are we going to leave it to the seats? Are we going to leave it to the speakers to be here all day? Say, oh, man, I wish I was a seat in the house of God because I get to be in his altar, near his altar all day, all night. What about you and I? No, God's calling us. Man, is there a hunger? Is there a desire with each, each and every one of us? Because God is wanting to draw us into his presence, draw us into that place. See, as we go on in verse 5, Psalm 84, what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on pilgrimage to Jerusalem. See, I believe that even today, tonight, God is the one who's challenging us and God is inviting us to say, come on, why don't you set your heart on a journey? Why don't you set your heart on a pilgrimage? Why don't you set your heart on a place of where you are going to journey to find my presence? You're going to journey to find where it is that I, that I, that I speak to you. We're on, this, we're on the sabbatical because, and, and I know I'm, I'm here and I'm preaching and, and my wife, my wife at one stage goes, are you still working? I said, no, this is what God has spoken to me. I need to find the place where he speaks to me and I need to be there. I need to go and say, I need just to go and hang out with people that I know that is creates an environment where God speaks to me. You know, for each and every one of us, I, I mean, tonight I believe God's invited. Come on, why don't you determine in your hearts to journey to where God is? And for some of us, it's just coming to church. 
I know we can find God in our own lives, in our own personal encounters, in our own personal devotional life. But for some of us, it's just coming to church, coming to an e-group. I remember I was talking to one of the guys that I, that I was discipling, and I said, how come you haven't, haven't seen you at church for a while? And he goes, oh, man, I'm just busy. I'm just this, and I'm just that. And I said, come on, get things in perspective. How many hours would say, let's, how many hours would, would it take you to come to church on Sunday? One service. It's like, oh, probably about an hour. Yeah, but I'll be, I'll be generous. I'll give you two hours. What about two hours? How, how many hours when you come into our e-group? How, how long do you spend with us? Oh, probably about an hour. I said, I'll, give, I'll, I'll be generous. I'll give you another two hours. That's four hours in the week. Now let's work it out. Percentage-wise, that's about 2%. Of your week of seven days, 24 hours a day, 24 hours times seven, it's 2%. 2% of your, and you say you've got no time, come on, how about you sit, how about you just set your heart that you're going to journey to these places of where God, where you can encounter God in His presence. Come on, determine to get a God word. Why don't we just determine, as we, as we set our hearts on the journey, determine to get a God word, a word from the future to prepare us now. Get a, so that we can prepare our hearts now. Put into us from the future so that we can prepare our hearts now, prepare ourselves now for what he has in store for us. Why don't we just determine? Because in, in his presence, we find those things apparently. Why don't we just determine to sit some banks in our lives, as we journey this, yeah. set some banks. What, what do I mean, set some banks? Set some disciplines. Yeah. Like I say, what's set some disciplines? Well, I'm going to determine that I'm just going to come to church one service, once a week, every, every Sunday. I'm just going to determine that I'm going to in, get into e-group. I'm just determining that I'm going to maybe just catch up with one person. I'm just going to determine that. Why? Because what joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, the presence of God, who have set their minds. We're going to seek you out, God. I'm going to seek you out this, for, for the, at this point of my life. I'm going to seek you out. Yeah, I may be studying. Hey, you're not studying 24-7. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm working. Oh, man, I've got to sleep. I've got to, come on, not 24-7. Four hours a week. And that's being really generous. Four hours a week. Oh, yeah, I'm just doing it at home. And I said, come on. There is the, yeah, I, hey, I, 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 I do it at home. But I want to challenge you. Why don't you set your heart on this journey to seeking out this place where you're not just beginning to get excited, when you're not just, but you begin, you know, I'm going to throw off all of them and go, because I am the presence of my God and I dare for him to sit there and laugh and enjoy himself, seeing me praise him, seeing me be all that he has called me to be. I believe that this is a refreshing, that this is a prophetic word for many of us here. The very place where you are weeping is the very place where you will be refreshed. The very place. Sorry, I've gone ahead of myself. The journey. Psalm, um, 
verse 5 and 7, when they walk through the valley of weeping, it becomes a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessing. See, when we determine ourselves that we're going to go after God, we are going to go through a bit of a few valleys. When we determine in our hearts that we're going to go up, but that it has a purpose in our journey. It has purpose to strengthen us. It has a purpose to, 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 to get us our resolve. It has a purpose for our lives. It has a purpose for our journey. Just like we saw, saw this morning. There will be famines in your journey, but it has a purpose. You see, you will face hardship, challenges, weeping, failures, offenses, disappointments. All of these are part of the journey. But when we embrace the journey, when we, we set our hearts that we're going to journey, all these things come. It says, I will, you, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessing. The very place where you're finding that you're walking, the very valley that you're walking through now of weeping is the place God has a purpose so that springs of living water can come out of that place. Springs of living water. The greatest refreshing that we could have is that the springs of living water will start to bubble out of our lives, out of our, out of our hearts. Depending on our response, our responses to the challenges, to the valleys of weeping, to the hardship, to the failures, to the disappointments, to the offenses in our lives, as we will face them, as we, as we set our hearts on this journey. It has a purpose to allow springs of living water to bubble up within us. In John chapter 7 verse 38, it says, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water and will flow from within him. Yeah. Streams of living water. See, these springs are supposed to point us towards Jesus. These, sorry, these, these valleys and what we go through is supposed to get us to hold on to Jesus. It's supposed to get us to open up to Jesus. It's supposed to get us to this place of where we're, Jesus, I don't know where else to go, but that's where the springs will begin to flow out of our lives. Yeah. Or we could try and dig our own springs. And Jeremiah 2 verse 13 says, For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me. You see, the valley is for us to point us to Jesus, not to abandon him. The fountain of living water, and they will, and they have, the second thing is they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no, wa no water at all. See, we go looking for, for, the, for the streams in order to, when we, when we commit to journeying on this journey with God, when we commit to journeying and finding, finding, finding His presence, we will come to go through valleys. But I said, come on, the valley's there, so we can tap into the spring of living water to come out of our lives. Verse, verse 7, they will continue to go stronger and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. It's these challenges that strengthen us. It's these valleys that put grit in our lives. It's these valleys that actually put a backbone in, our, in us. It's these valleys are not valleys in order to cause us to run away from. 
Come on, when we determine and when we set our sights on going after the presence of God, because in the presence of God is that where we're going to find all the answers that we've been looking for. It's these valleys that make us stronger. It strengthens us, it stabilizes us, it grounds us, and it anchors us. I find that, that my faith is stabilized, my faith is anchored when I go through the difficult times in my life. Why? Because I've set myself on pilgrimage. And when I set my heart on pilgrimage, I start to journey, journey towards this presence of God, to that place of where I can stand and I can fuck until I find that in me. But I have to find that in me because it's in this valley, it's building and it's building and it's building until I come to that place. See, they will grow stronger, each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. Today, I just really sense God is wanting to give you a fresh word or a fresh reminder of what he's already spoken into your own, into your life. See, you're not responsible for the outcome, but you're responsible to obey. Our thing is just to obey God. Whatever have you spoken into our lives, well, I just need to obey. Don't worry about the outcome. Sometimes we, sometimes we get disappointed because the outcome's not what we anticipated. Yeah? It doesn't fall. And then we miss what God is doing because it doesn't line up. Come on, I believe we need to recalibrate our, our understanding. We need to continually re- recalibrate what we think to what God is saying and what God is doing in our lives. Because it should be like this. No, no. And we say to God, no, it should be like this. And we totally miss what God is doing because we say it should have come like this, God. How often, even for us in our nation, that people see what the new things that God's doing that can't be God because it hasn't happened the way it should have happened. And how, how was that? What happened before? No, no, God's doing a new thing. Couldn't that be God? See, obedience gets us on the journey, which makes us stronger. But I believe that even today, tonight, for each and every one of us, God is inviting us on that journey. For some of you that may have gone, oh, I don't know. But as you continue, but as you make a commitment tonight, put some boundaries, put some put some some banks around your life and commit to it and know you will go through valleys. But when you go through these valleys, you know, God, you have a purpose for me through this valley. This is to allow the spring of living water to flow and to flow and to flow because I will come, there will come a time when I will stand before you. And then, I, and, and then it's this place and I'll be accountable to what it is that you've spoken to me and to my life. You know, tonight, I just really believe that God wants to speak a fresh word for many of us here. You know, can I just have the keyboarder coming in? Um... Will's um, jet plane's coming to land. <laughs> he said we're on a time frame. <laughs> no, but it's not that. I just think that that's all God wants, is wanting to say. Yeah, that's good. You know, 
I could, I could talk about that for more than an hour, but this is what God's wanting to say to each and every one of us here. You know, embrace the journey. This morning, it was embrace the known. But now, once what we know, it, it comes with a journey. And God, come on, would you embrace the journey? Would you, would you tonight set your heart on pilgrimage? Would you tonight determine to journey to, 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 journey to where God is, where you find God? Because where you find God is different from where I find God. Would you tonight determine to get a word from God? How might that be? Maybe it will be from someone at, someone in this room. Maybe it's from you as you will say, I'm going to determine to hear you. Read my Bible. Read what it is. Read my Bible daily, daily until God, you speak something into my spirit. Determine to put these banks and these disciplines in, your li- in our lives tonight. Because in His presence, God is wanting to do great things. And if we're going to determine that we're going to go on this journey and the valleys that we're going to face has a purpose for my life. I won't have my life any other way. I want all the valleys, all the challenges, because I wouldn't be who I am without these challenges, without these valleys, because it's done something in me. And it takes a little bit of time for God to do something in us. Sometimes we say, oh, no, I'm done. We've only been at it for a month or so. I'm out of here. I'm done. Or for a year, I'm done. Hey, we've been in time now for 15 years, and God is beginning. We're just beginning to see what God is doing. How long will it be when you set your heart on pilgrimage? When you see your heart on pilgrimage, I set my heart on pilgrimage. We got married and everything in my family, we all fell apart because we determined that we were going to follow God. It took seven years before we were on speaking terms again. Seven years. But those seven years, God restored because in the eighth year, the person that, we, that was not in speaking terms us gave her heart to the Lord. And she became our greatest supporter. She became our greatest fans. She was the one that would bring so many people to the Lord as a result. But why? Because some people, a couple, we just decided, no, we're going to set our hearts on pilgrimage and we're going to go after what God, what you have for us. Maybe for you, you're afraid of what's happening at home. Maybe you're afraid, just set your heart on pilgrimage. Maybe you're afraid what your family would say or what your friends would say or whatever. Come on, just set your heart on pilgrimage. And maybe setting your heart on pilgrimage on this journey, just, I'm just going to pray, God. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to follow you, God. I'm just going to go after you. But tonight... I just really sent to the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus said to his disciples, it's better that I go. Because if I don't go, you can't have me, really, pretty much. Because I can only be in one place at one time. So if I'm with you, I can't be with them over there. And so Jesus says, it's better that I go. 
because the gift that's going to be sent by my father, the gift that my father had promised is going to be with you everywhere, with every single person. He's there. He's going to be there to empower you, to encourage you, to teach you, to lead you, and to always point you towards me, says Jesus. So there's two things tonight that I want to finish with. Number one is that we need this gift, this Holy Spirit. He's here. He's the one that when we depart from this place and go our separate ways, we all go with God. He's the one that comes with us, comes with me, goes with you, goes wherever it is. He's the one. He's the one that's able, that's knocking on your heart that's whispering in your ear when you're by yourself and you're going through a difficult time he's the one that's whispering and encouraging you and pointing you to Jesus because you going through a difficult time I'm going through a valley he's whispering in my ear he's whispering wherever it is that we are he's the one so I believe tonight I just want us to have a say we're gonna we're gonna receive him tonight Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.